Right. Oh, I love the bottle, Heather. So cute. Ooh. Thank you. I need some stickers for my Hydro Flask. It's very boring. Yeah. Yeah. I got this one at the retreat last year. Mm-hmm. I love this one. Oh, it nice. says, in our house, we oh, say That is A+. Plus. <laughs> I love it. I like the vinyl stickers that become like the buttons of like your flair. Except for the Utah moms don't put stickers on their Stanley cups. Oh. They're totally without stickers. Like without the, blemish. The elegant. Yes. But I think the elegant moms kind of, of which not one. I have a hard time committing. So Steve posh. loves stickers. I just, I have a hard time committing. Or I'm like, but I like that sticker. And I, I, love, I don't know okay, if I really Steve, want it on this thing. Steve is my spirit I'm animal. I'm overthinking my stickers. Steve is my spirit animal. He has your back. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I had it's, a chance going to him and I was like peeing my pants at the Steve. <laughs> I think Steve and Ramona need to do an episode. We need an episode. Oh, Absolutely. we do. Absolutely. Yeah. So next week, <laughs> I am a maybe. <laughs> okay. Because on... Thursday and Friday is the Mormon Mental Health Association Conference. Oh, nice. Friday and Saturday is the Sunstone Mm -hmm. Conference, all in the same location. And I'm presenting Saturday morning, and I have not started. Girl, you need to get at it. is a little nervous because she just sent me, because I'm talking about retreats. She just sent me like, five links to articles about excellent articles about retreats. I'm like, Oh my gosh, Katie's Thanks like for the prep as our historian. Yeah. yeah. Button gear. <laughs> yeah. Um, you were like, forgiven. Steve, yeah. Steve is okay. Life is falling down all around me, but I'm okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, who wants to do the welcome today? I don't have to say it every time. No, you do have to say it every time. Because last say. week we didn't say it. And we're like, Carol Ann. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, it seems to me we do it before where he's like, okay, just say these words to record. Or not like say these words, but like record the intro again. I'm like, okay. Welcome to XPod 2. Yeah. Find us by typing the letter XPOD2. We're working on our algorithm to get better so everyone can find us. But for now, like and subscribe. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm Carol Ann, um, calling in from Minneapolis. Who else is here on the call with me? Let our, let our listeners know. It's Ramona calling from Barbados. Hey. And Heather I'm calling in from Utah. I'm so tired. Welcome, welcome. <clears throat> Glad that we have our our group together again. I was at girls camp last week and survived. We took the whole family. Um, I was covered in mosquito bites. Um, and it was just like, it was like a mini girls camp. It was like Thursday night through Saturday afternoon at a place 20 minutes away, but it was like truly tent camping. And a couple of the young women had not been camping before. And how was it? Well, good. So Steve, so they needed like another priest and holder. And I was like, well, Steve ah. could come, but we'll bring our whole family. And they're like, okay. Like they were desperate enough. Um, uh. And so, yeah. So the young women were really kind to Olive, which is fun. And like, 
Margot was just a baby, but all of like love getting yeah. to pal around with the older girls. Oh, and I bet she did. I think that like changed the tone a bit of girls camp too. Cause it yeah. was like, and another family with kids came as well. One of the other counselors brought her two kiddos too. And so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of girls camp back in Boston. I did it almost every year for 15 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times I was big fat pregnant. So uh-huh. that was always, always exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm actually glad Barbados never had a girls camp, but at the same time, I, it kind of, it's kind of like a mixed bag because we don't have a lot of youth in our, in our mm-hmm. church in the Caribbean, um, in some places. Um, so we kind of miss out on those crucial LDS experiences and we have to hear about them through other people. So mm-hmm. on that instance, I, I, I feel sad about it. But then a part of me is like, I like hearing the harsh stories about girls camp. Uh-huh. And I don't know, like sometimes I, I'm like, maybe we should, maybe we shouldn't. It's, it's very up and down for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Like when, when is it to Mormon corridor, Utah, yeah. Idaho, Arizona? Yeah. <clears throat> what does an international so, church look like? When um, Liz Johnson, who was on last week, and I were in um, South Africa, we were conducting some interviews. And at that time, I was working in young women. So when we went to church, I went, I went to young women. That's right. I didn't go to release study. I wanted to, to be with the young women. And they were talking about girls camp. And I was just so excited to hear what they had to say. And they were like, oh, and like, my favorite part were like the s'mores. And someone else was like, you know, like sitting around the campfire like singing songs and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, same, same. It's all the same. And they're like testimony meeting where we all cried. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's just like home. And then one of them said, yeah. And then like the hyenas and I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. no, not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no hyenas at girls camp. Mm-hmm. No. Well, I mean, I feel like if we've had girls camp, but, but it's kind of like all combined camp. I feel like with FSY coming to the Caribbean, Oh yeah. Um, and Did they do they, that? Oh, they do FSY here. Good. They fly okay. all all of the kids from my district. They fly them to Dominican Republic for a week. Oh, get them cool. out in some nature, and they've had that. And I was a counselor the first year that they did it for Barbados. Oh, uh-huh. Would I ever do it again? Would I go to girls' camp and suffer? <laughs> no, I will not. Mm. I realized very quickly <laughs> that I am not a nature girl. I don't like bugs. I don't like slugs. I don't like any of that. So, I mean, it was fun, but I will not suffer through another camp experience from a church. I'm sorry, guys. That's no, okay. No. no, that's okay. And it, like no tropical, tropical also adds an element too. Like, like what Heather oh, said, like hyenas well, and like DR, like DR tropical oh. camping is different than mm-hmm. Minnesota mm-hmm. and Utah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, Massachusetts. I mean, it was very, it was, it's very nice where the camp is in Dominican Republic, and I love it. Um, is in this place called Banal in Dominican Republic, and the church owns the property, mm-hmm. and so you get lovely breeze. It's not in Santo Domingo where it's hot and everything is okay. hot and you're dripping in sweat. Uh-huh. Um, the only thing of nature that we had, like wild animals, were some rats that Ooh. ran like the the cottages and stuff. Um, and like an ostrich that was at a zoo somewhere that we would hear every night as we were about to go to sleep. And it was so traumatizing <laughs> the first night because we thought it was a ghost. So <laughs> I, I have no idea what an ostrich sounds like. So I'll have to look that up. 
yeah oh you you need to it's very terrifying at 12 o'clock at night i'm sure in the dark (laughs) interesting that okay so i'm glad that there is like some because i know like when they were like deliberately like hey let's not just do efy like how do we let more youth have these types of like away from home experiences yeah that aren't yeah anyway so i'm glad they're doing that um, and that it's not just in the U.S. that they're trying to be purposeful yeah. internationally, too. That's great to yeah, hear. That's good. Um, our episode tonight is about pop culture, what we've been reading, listening to, talking about. So this is we're going to make this a little bit more lighthearted and more fun or not more fun. But like, um, yeah, we're going to try not to. Um, uh, no, no, I'm not going to say that. We're going to talk about what we've been into, what we've, what we've been listening to, okay. watching, reading. Um, we'll see where our overlaps are and add our feminist Mormon lens as we, okay. as we do, uh, who would like to start? Who is, who is the burning in their bosom where they want to share? <laughs> I would be really ungrateful if I didn't stand and <laughs> every talk about... fiber of my being. I exactly. love, <laughs> I know my roommate's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll go. I'll Thanks, go. Heather. I, I have been doing a lot of reading and listening and two books that I've really enjoyed. One is called Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. Hmm. And one of the main characters is an octopus. Wow. And you, you get stuff from the octopus's point of view. All right. And it's just, it's really, really fun. And it's, it's well-written. Um, and, and that's nonfiction, one, right? It's Just fiction. Kidding. I'm teasing. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The character. Well, I mean, has anyone? If you a movie my that I'll plug teacher. is my octopus teacher. Mm-hmm. And I read the it's Soul just, of an Octopus earlier this year, and I was like, all right, enough, okay. enough of octopuses. But that one is uh, that one is uh, nonfiction, so it's about like okay. nerve endings and all the Ooh, crazy very things cool. about octopuses. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it's, it's a fabulous it, movie. The my octopus teacher. Yeah. 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 Is it octopus or octopi? I, I, I don't octopi know. Octopi is the plural. No. Oh. So in no in solve an octopus, no, they me. clarify that it's octopuses, that it <gasps> is not octopi. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. So that is the fun what? fact I learned from that one. Octopuses, which sounds uh-huh. silly, but yeah. It does. Sounds like that Bond villain. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So. I love that movie. I don't know if I loved it for the title or if I just liked it because in that era, James Bond was, you know, it was, it, who was that movie? Was it Roger Moore? Yeah, he was, now he I was gotta Bond. Do my research. I'm like, he was the Bond of my childhood. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Roger Moore. I don't know. I love him so much. Because, because, Oh no, you're so cute, up. Ramona. Um, so the other book that I just finished is by Cheryl Strayed. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people have read Wild or seen yeah. the movie. Yeah. And this one is called Tiny Beautiful Things. Yes, that one is so, so good. Isn't it fabulous? It is Carol, so good. tell how it's set up. Oh my word. So it's a series of letters. So it's Sh- Dear Sugar. Is that her name? So I've read this mm-hmm. many, like probably 10. Five to ten years ago, it's been a while, but it's like okay. one of my favorite yeah. books. So she, like, uh, at one point, like had a like a advice column. It was like, "Dear Sugar," and so people would write in questions, and she would write the answers. And it just goes so many different 
places like deeply yeah. heartfelt, but also like heavy stuff, like sexual abuse stuff. And so she brings up stories from mm-hmm. her, her own experience to like help mm-hmm. comfort these people who are asking these questions. So that's my, like, I read it many years ago. Remembrances. Yeah. What are, yeah. No, but I mean, that's, that's fresh what thoughts. it is. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because I found myself this week when I was doing therapy several times, like pulling up yeah. things that, that she, I'm like, well, I have this friend, <laughs> <laughs> my good friend, Sugar. She doesn't know and, me, you know, but I know her. Yeah, I know her. We're, we're, we're like besties. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, maybe, you know, this, like a client is kind of contemplating these two very divergent paths for her mm-hmm. life. And I'm like, maybe you just need to kind of sliding doors it, like really imagine what each path would look mm, like and, yeah. and that there's not necessarily a right or a wrong or a better or worse, but it's just, you know, as you explore them, which one feels a little better. Anyhow, it was very funny. I just found myself like <laughs> not relying on my training, but relying on Cheryl Strade's sugar wisdom. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I don't love keeping books. Usually like read a book or get it from the library, but that one, like, I think I read it from the library and then went out and bought it. Cause I was like, I need to keep this book and reread this yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of wisdom in it. Mm-hmm. Good. So yeah. Yeah. Kate, Ramona, what have you been watching, reading? Listening I know you're to. working like a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. I I managed to get some reading done before work started, so I'm really glad about that. Okay, good. Um, so I've been watching The Witcher, the first part of season three. I finished it in like maybe uh, like two days, which is long for me because are you, you you're know, a binge watcher? It sounds like I am it. a big I am mm-hmm. a binge watcher, and if Henry Cavill is in it, I will watch it in two minutes. <laughs> mm. So Wait, so I, I don't tell me what Witcher is about. I'm that's how I'd like tell me oh, more. I don't know. This um this kind of fantasy thing um about these men who were given like I can't remember if it was blood or something that made them into like these kind of like I don't want to say super soldiers, but they just go around like missionary like oh my gosh, like missionaries. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh what it's the what a typo. Um <laughs> So they go around, they go around kind of like doing like little side quests and stuff like that. Are they good or bad? They're good. Or is that not clear? Okay, they're good. They're good. All right. Yeah, they're they're really good. So it's like men with power. What did like, is that good or bad? So the thing about it is, is that they say that they're not, they don't pick political affiliation. They're in the middle. Hmm. Um, So they don't really believe in like the political system kind per se um and because like because they have that blood they have like a longer lifespan or something like that so they're they're in demand and it's really hard to kill one of them i i I could describe it so much better it's okay um yeah so so the the actor is what is that what mainly keeps you watching oh yeah Nice. Definitely. Mm. Henry Cavill in a silver wig. That's the only reason I watch. <laughs> in a silver wig. And you wig. get bathtub scenes. Okay. Right. Oh. Right. In the bathtub with the silver wig. That's um so yeah, I was watching that. I was watching um 
I do do a lot of stick to my kid drama genre because they come out and they kind of bring them out on Netflix now, kind of like a season of a show. So you can watch a show, uh, sorry, a new episode every Saturday, Sunday. Right. And then you have to wait a week for the rest of them to come out. Just like um, the olden days. Yeah. 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 Like, ah. Olden days. So, so I do you, do you wait and watch it each week or do you like not watch for a couple weeks so you can like no, binge for no, no. a time? I cannot do it binge watching all at a time because that would be yeah. too many hours. Because yeah. Because unlike a regular American episode that is like maybe like uh, 30 to 45 minutes, mm-hmm. these are an hour long. Okay. So like yeah. an hour uh, on Saturday or Sunday when they come out is fine because then you have it yeah. out to your system instead yeah. of like watching all at one time. Although the arcade dramas that I've watched, me and my mom have watched in one night and I would never <laughs> suggest that to oh, anybody. Oh man, but um, you get so sucked in. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I've been watching a series called See You in My 19th Life. It's about a girl who's lived like 18 lives Okay, and she is killed before she could achieve her goal for her 18th life and then she's reincarnated mm-hmm. and meets the boy that was friends with her and she swore to protect um, when his mom died from cancer so they're kind of in a little romantic situation right. um, I'm also watching um, this one is not a real fan favorite of mine there's a series called um, the Oku, um, the Inner Chamber on Netflix. It's a Japanese show. Um, okay. It's talking about this um, country where men, young men have had a disease and all of them have died and they're only mm. left. So instead of the women becoming members of the harem, the men are. Oh, okay. It's an interesting it's, twist. So, so it is interesting. Is is it a bit of a hard watch? Do I agree with everything? Doesn't it? No. Um, and then back to the K drama stuff. I've been watching this series called King the Land, which is a hotel hotel boss employee, very cheesy, very lighthearted. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I need love in my life right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the steamy the cute wait go back to the japanese one i'm interested because it's like the handmaid's tale but like different yeah it's, it's handmaid's like, tale, but yeah. not as dark oh so even not as dark because i'm just like intrigued with like no the men just, are in the harem so are, like yeah. so you see like the men fighting for for not in a, in a bloody way not mm-hmm. in a gory way um, you see, like these men wanting to be like the most beautiful man, so like oh. you'll choose him. You know, oh. like so it's kind of like that sort of thing. Okay, uh, and I was I was thinking like just like reproduction, but you're like hair. No, okay, not okay. reproduction. Yeah, not reproduction so far. Yeah. Um, okay. It's pretty interesting. It's a uh anime style, so mm-hmm. like for people who like that style, it's really good. Um. What I've been reading, I I read a book and I cannot get my my external hard drive to load for the life of me, so I can't tell you who wrote it. Oh, um, no I read telling of the Harry and Meghan story. If there were, if Meghan was a rapper and the king was <laughs> the prince was a a, a college professor, it's Ooh, called oh American my Royalty. It was, it was okay. It was good. All right. I think it fixed 
a little bit of my stuff for the royals. And then there was one called How to Fake a Wedding, How to Fake a Wedding Date. That was a good one too. So yeah. Fun. How to Fake a Wedding Date. Was that rom-com or what was? Yeah, both rom-coms. Fun. Yeah. I like that. That's really fun. Um, yeah, I'll share what I've been reading. I'm, I'm finally, uh, I'm in a book club that always chooses really popular books. And often I'm like, if it's a fiction, I'm like, I'm not going to get, I'll wait for the library. Mm-hmm. So I finally got tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, um, oh, which yeah. is like a pretty popular book. Um, I'm really liking it. I'm probably like a third of the way through, but I'm also like, Oh, Cambridge. I lived in Cambridge. It's so like, yes. this is like MIT or like accurate. Columbia street. And I'm like, I know where the Columbia author, yeah. street is. So like, the author some, is accurate with the yeah. details about, about Harvard Cambridge. square. And yeah. And yeah. so it's, so it's about, um, people making a video game, which even reading about, like, I was like reading the description. I'm like, I'm not going to be interested. I don't care about video games, but then like super sucked in. It's like the yep. Ted Lasso effect of like, I don't care about football. Like, who, oh, soccer who cares and then like it's you like fall in love friday with the characters friday night lights is not about football okay i, I haven't love- seen friday night lights what i know i guess i need to so you both yeah. sound like you both like it i have two words for you tim riggins tim riggins oh, like okay. <laughs> i could write a thesis on the th- on the yeah. tim riggins effect okay mm. but tomorrow 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 is fun yeah the, the because the premise to me was completely novel Right, true. And you really delve into these video games. Well, it talks about like the intimacy of play, like one of the like, there's like kind of flashbacks where it's like they're like the video game creators are interviewed by Wired magazine and they're like, and it's like one of the creators of the game was like, when they're like so rich and famous now, it was like, yeah, mm-hmm. like playing a game together is more intimate than sex. And so it's mm. interesting thinking about that of like role playing games. So sorry, yeah. sorry, not about sex, but thinking about like my partner Steve got really into Dungeons and Dragons for a bit and with like this crew of friends where like every Sunday night, they would meet and they just had these like deep fun quests mm-hmm. and like yeah. just became deep but- deep friends with them and then the pandemic then they tried to do it online and it wasn't the same and blah, blah, blah. so i like felt felt sad and so it's it's given me more like understanding because i also grew up with like video games are bad and a waste of time and so it's like mm-hmm. and then being partner receiver it's like he loves games and i'm like ah, i don't know so it's like been great for me to like soften my heart toward like board games and different types of games. Cause I also, I'm like so practical that I'm like having to like do more mm-hmm. self care so that I'm not so yeah. burned out and burned mm-hmm. to a crisp all the time. Yeah. I'm just like, like how to have more fun and not to, like someone says lighten up, like that's not helpful, but like letting myself <laughs> do more things that are fun. And so reading, yeah. uh, anyway, so like reading is something I do for fun. I'm a nerd and in multiple book clubs. And I read something recently that like reading can reduce your stress more than like mm-hmm. doing so many other things. And I was like, Oh yeah. Just like getting to like read someone else's story. And then, sorry, I'm having a lot of thoughts right now. Another thing is I remember after a really bad breakup, just wanting to constantly read novels. And I was mm-hmm. like, so I didn't want to process. I didn't want to oh. journal. I wanted to read other people's stories. Oh. And so kind of oh, that yeah. like escapism and so yeah. just like finally realizing that and being like, Oh, like oh. just getting that perspective taking and like yeah. getting out of your own world for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I agree with that because I feel like if I've been escaping a lot lately, for some reason, as my love life goes to crap, I have Mm. been writing. Oh, good. And I'm like, okay, we had no intention of writing. You don't even know what you're writing, but it looks good on the paper. And I'm like, 
I I just feel like if I need that escape, so I've been reading a lot more, yeah, um, and writing a lot more, and I I literally came up with the idea for a whole book, and I'm like, dude, hey. we gotta write this, but you're getting fueled by can- your <laughs> by your woes, but letting like yeah, still like accessing oh. that creative side of you. That's awesome, Ramona. No, I tell people like when my when my life goes to crap that's when i do the best writing yeah yeah i think i think there is some some truth to sometimes pain can really fuel creativity and and need to express but carolyn i'm with you when sometimes when i'm really really stressed um reading the escape of reading a novel is the only thing that can kind of quiet yeah. the demons or quell the pain. I, I can remember so vividly back in 2004, um, I was pregnant um, with my, what I hoped would be my fourth child. And at 17 weeks I had, I lost the baby. They don't even call it a miscarriage. They call it a fetal demise. Mm-hmm. And the whole experience is obviously very traumatic. And what got me through it was reading the number one ladies detective agency mm. that that character Ma Ramatswe and just, you know, she had lost a baby and she just like was so real to me. Yeah. And it was enough. There was enough drama going on that it would distract yeah. me, but it wasn't, but I trusted that it would all get resolved mm. so I could relax. I didn't mm-hmm. have to like, Oh no, is, you know, is the bad guy going to get away? Is a, yeah. you know, somehow yeah. the person not get caught and I was like no justice will always be served <laughs> yeah yeah I feel like and I still uh, love those books and I think because they did such a, a, a they were such a balm to me yeah absolutely I recently started to watch some of the shows that I would have watched with my grandmother before she passed away mm. and for years I was able to watch call the midwife even though that was our favorite show to watch together because as I was watching the show with her, she would tell me about all these things that nurses did in England during that time. And I could not watch it for years. It's been like, she died in 2018 and I refused to watch a single episode after that. And recently it came over on the TV and I found myself just sitting there watching it. I don't know if the reaction is going to be the same, but it was enjoyable um so for anybody listening call the midwife is a good place to get that pain out because you're going to see some things and learn some things um and another suggestion i have for like a um a show that is really good that a lot of people don't know about and i wish they knew about it death in paradise yeah i don't know that one it's it's um it's like a pbs show it's a pbs mystery and it takes place does it specify where it takes place they call it Saint Marie on the on the show, but it's filmed in Guadeloupe, which is a oh, few yeah. islands over. And part of the Barbados personal mission. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of this, you know, fictitious island um yeah. in, in the West Indies. And yeah. um it's really good. Yeah. It has murder and more murder. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Everybody gets like murdered. How, every, you know, it's yeah like murder she wrote you're like you live in a tiny little town in maine how come someone is dead every other week (laughs) i'm like what's wrong with y'all's crime rates like it must be through the roof and people are still coming to the island Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I'll have to check. I'm like, good suggestions. Yeah. Taking notes. Um, I, bathtub. I, I love oh, PBS. Yes. I, say, I think PBS has a lot of really quality shows. Oh, yeah. Um, Escape. Was it Escape to the Country? Is that on PBS? I feel like it is. I think it is. That's where people in England go buy houses, but it's like in the middle of nowhere in oh, England. Like a state. And it's so good. It starts at five o'clock in the morning in Barbados. So I, some sometimes like if I was up really up. early, I would watch oh. it. But it's so good. It's like house hunters, but like posh. Ooh. Okay. That's fun. Some fun house porn. That's what I yeah. <laughs> the places you wish you could live. Ooh, fun. Fun fun. Okay, bathtubs murder. I'm thinking of Glass Onion. Did everyone see that? I have yeah. a, is uh, it, they it's bombarded so me fun. on Twitter with it, and I so just it's so fun. It. Um, Daniel, uh, haha, I almost said Daniel Craig, wrong person. No, no, yes, no, yes. You're, yeah, right. you're right. I was, I, as I was saying out loud, I was thinking Daniel Radcliffe, different person. Okay, yeah, Daniel Craig, Bond. yeah, mm-hmm. James Bond, but having fun. What I've learned is that like he hated being the Bond character because he hated Bond, the Bond character and had so much fun doing like the Glass Onion and Knives Out. Um, but there's a part like like where he's on a Zoom call playing a whodunit game with like other famous people and he's in the bathtubs. So there's so many said bathtub earlier. I was like ah, um, that one that one was really fun. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good and, cast, good cast, and like some great twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I highly recommend that one. Um, okay, why do you think so many women are obsessed with true crime and like murder podcasts? Oh, good question. Um, I think they want to kill are... someone in their life. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that was, I think that's it. I feel like a lot of us want to know if we could get away with it, but we'll never like, actually like, commit it the crime but we want hmm. we think that we are smarter than the criminal if they get caught well and i i was yeah so me and i was i was using i think there is just like a fascination like i remember growing up watching creepy shows of like um unsolved mysteries i remember like being scared as a kid yeah. of like can i like will i be safe <laughs> walking around at night so just like when is it i remember listening to podcasts a couple years ago about like the like satanic panic like they're all like kind of like the 80s 90s he's like your kids will get abducted because like it was Whoa. happening but then like this yeah. kind of like over parenting um like Whoa. when is, so when is like fear mongering and when is it so true crime yeah or maybe it's like people wanting clearer answers in their life and like knowing that like there is because mm-hmm. some uh i guess does do all true crimes have clear answers no i don't no. know we just like the mystery i think we like to solve it do you remember there was an ad on television and I'm not sure if it was just Barbados. It was like, it's 9 p.m. Do you know where your child is or something right. like that? Nope, yeah, that wasn't just yes. Barbados. That totally. used to scare the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm in my bed, mother. I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. What, and I Heather, like there's a what real your, kind of yeah. scare in, in America right now. Like people are, um, you know, like... In Utah, there is a woman on our like state board of education who is accusing all of the school teachers of grooming children and, Mm. you know, Mm. saying that, you know, everyone is trying to sex traffic everyone else. Oh Oh. my gosh. Utah just, Utah just 
leads to Utah and Utah somewhere else. <laughs> I, I, I'm Wait, like, I'm like, Heather, with your therapist lens, like, what are your thoughts on the, I guess, the sex trafficking? Or, and then yeah. also, what are your thoughts on the true crime? Like, what, putting your therapist hat I, on? I don't know. Some of that I think is vicarious. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, vicarious pleasure of kind of the danger. People mm-hmm. sort of get a thrill. And then also, um, usually these things are wrapped up and solved. And I think, you know, people like to kind of piece together what they think is happening. And, you know, yeah. I knew it. I knew it was yeah. so-and-so, yeah. you know. Confirmation yeah. Most of us I, yeah. want to be detectives. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I go the extra hard route, because I... I love the true crime podcast, but I like to watch investigative discovery. And sometimes I question myself because I'm like, this is a little too dark, mm-hmm. but I enjoy it. Like people relax listening to like all sorts of stuff. I enjoy relaxing, listening to people get murdered uh-huh. on investigative discovery. And is it, I know somebody is your life. It. So like, and is it, so the escapism is it like your life is not you, just you remember, but like, is someone's mm-hmm. life so like boring? So they want like, what is this world that I'm not a part of? Or is it like, yeah. because it's somewhat close to home. Cause I like my, like, I can't look away or the like doc, like any documentary that kind of has a Mormon in it. Ha ha ha. Oh um, yeah. But I think I it's just cause I'm like, Oh, stop. What? Um, no. like that creepy one about, um, in like Eastern Idaho, who, what was it called? Oh, Lori, Lori Froberg story. Is it the oh, like with the weird the creeper next man? door? Yes. Oh, yes. Where their home teacher hidden in plain sight. Is that what it's called or something like that? It might be. Cause there's a couple different ones where they it's like, he like, like grooms the kid yes. and then has sexual relations with the mom and the with, dad. And like, the dad and the dad. Like, such weird twists with that one. Oh my yeah. gosh. Ugh. That I need to, somebody saying that to me. I'm going to watch that. And, it's and judge righteously. There's, there's a documentary that the family put out. And then there's kind of one that, um, like a fictionalized oh, okay. one. Yeah. So there's a please, couple, and there's please, also a book. Please send yeah. that to me because yeah. I, I live for that stuff. And I when watched the family like accuse him of, cause he kidnapped her a couple of times. to Mexico like, multiple yeah, times. He kidnapped yeah. her like, I think like three times. And when the family tried to like press charges and stuff like that, like the whole ward got mad at them. Okay. Like, why are you doing that? Like he's yeah. such a no. good guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is where I would have to fight. We're gonna be yes. dragging people out by the here into the parking lot, and we're gonna fight. I will take an assault charge. I, I don't uh, care. Yeah. yeah. So I think okay. So uh, speaking of Marmons, um, I read. I'm glad my mom died. Yeah, oh, I still that have that. I still have that on my list. Yeah. So I just got that one. Um, and read it. My library finally got it. So I'm like late to the party because I finally got my library books. I'm also just busy. But that one was a like fast read. And I was like, whoa, I'm reading this really fast. I think I thought it would be more like processing your mom. And, and so I think, um, okay. And the like Mormon connection, I like was, she was like her mom, her, sorry, her family like kind of went to church and then she stopped going to church. But it was interesting. Um, uh, yeah, so someone who's like a child star, and so like uh-huh. child star aspect, mom issues because the mom was like abusive in so many different layers and yeah. ways, but she like didn't quite understand or recognize it. And I think I was like, "Why don't you recognize it yet?" 
Um, yeah. and then like eating disorder, like being pretty close with an eating disorder, like in a way well, that I had not like read and experienced teaching her how teaching to her. calorie restriction is what she taught her and, when she like started like experiencing puberty. So like, just yeah. like that is enraging. Yeah. <sighs> uh, I, I, I feel like sometimes I struggle with that because I feel a lot of people just talking about the eating disorder thing i feel like members sometimes and this is not every single member a lot of people use the word kind of as an eating disorder thing i remember a friend of mine came home for her mission um and she was just barely eating when the when when i was there i was like girl what are you eating i'm having a smoothie i'll be full to like six or seven at night and then i'll just like snack on like a pringle or I'm like, girl, mm. eat something. Yeah. Eat something. Yeah. And yeah. I remember a friend of mine who was tiny. I, I'm i like, so, I'm so much heavier than this girl. And her mom is like, oh my God, you're so fat. You need to focus on putting on weight. I'm like, where? Mm. Where? Yeah, it's not rational. I, like it's you it's know, not rational at all. It's, they're not, it's not rational. Yeah. yeah I and find it doesn't that, surprise like, me that Jeanette McCurdy had that mm-hmm. eating disorder because she also oh. had scrupulosity, which is like the yeah, religious right. OCD. Right. You yeah. Know, like she thought if I pray this many times in this order, this way, then my mom's cancer will go away. And- right. Yeah. There's, I haven't read the book, but I have a general gist of what it's about. Mm-hmm. Like I think I read like five pages and then I stopped because of school. Mm-hmm. But, um, I will read it and let you guys know what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was confused with the back cover. I was like glancing at it. It was like a hilarious read. And I was like, I did not find it funny. And I like mentioned that to a friend and read it. And she's like, well, like I listened to it. And so like there was like some comedic timing with some of the things that she said. And I was like, okay, but yeah. Tragic comic, you know, I mean, she. I love the title though. For some reason, I love the title. It is it's so it's irreverent, time. right? Right. Yeah, it's like honor thy mother and thy father, but I'm happy she's dead. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, mem- memoirs, memoirs. Rachel Rooker wrote a memoir. I, East Winds. I know. I'll do a plug for our editor, our yeah. editor Rachel Rooker of the Exponent Magazine. Her book East Winds. Um, and out and now. I reckoning think it's with interesting because she when did. When did she get married? What year was it? Because it was quite a, it was a while ago. Seven or eight years ago. I'm trying to think what year it was. Yeah. And so the end part of the book is when she and her husband are in Europe and they do the Camino. Right. And it's interesting because right now, like everywhere I turn, people are talking about the Camino. Camino. It's like a huge thing. And, you know, and like she did it a while, like it wasn't. People weren't yeah. talking about it eight years ago the way they are now. What is, what is the Camino? The Camino. Yeah, I had not heard of the it until Camino. Rachel did it. So it's there's a couple. It's like a, a pilgrim's journey. And there's a couple routes that like go along like oh. old like pilgrims. Uh-huh. So it's like by pilgrim, I don't mean like U.S. pilgrim, but like um, like in Europe. So going from like Spain to Portugal or like from oh, France okay. to Portugal. So there's like these different like holy um uh like different like churches and different like relics okay. and different mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, people and, do- and there's certain rituals that go along with it. Like you're supposed to bring a rock that represents something, and you put like it a somewhere. Like you're carrying, and okay. yeah, or like yeah. yeah, like are LDS people doing it? No, I know Rachel did it, but. Yeah, I think so. So, and it's so, so for some people, and she kind of explains that, like for some people, they are super religious and they do it. But for a lot of people, it's kind of the like, um, to say you did it because it is, it is hard because it's like 500 miles, like over 30 days or something like that, where it's like you, like, so it is like physically taxing. Um, I, I was just wondering, like, you know, with the rituals and stuff, I know. You know, LDS people aren't really the most open when it comes to other things, right? Like that. Right. So I was like, "Y'all, are yeah." Women? Would a super conservative person do it? Like, super conservative LDS Mormon person do it? Probably not. I bet they would feel uncomfortable. Of like, mm. or it could be an amazing missionary opportunity for them. They could talk yeah. to everyone yeah. on They're the like, hike. Let me just and go convert these people. Actually, did you know? Yeah, like I'll just take like five thousand Book of Mormons, just hand them out as I walk. It'd be too heavy in your backpack. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Pass along cards. Those are light. Pass along cards. Are, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Jan, Jana Reese. Oh yeah, um, she's going to do it, right? Or is she? she has she, she done just it? Did it, and she oh, wants awesome. to do it again. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's okay. Thing. Yeah, guys. And what's so different? Been... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. No. What have you guys been listening to? Taylor Swift. Right. Oh. it's easy to just listen to in the background but then after our like message about like is, does she, is she polluting the planet with her private jet and did she date a racist and what's going on and um i started listening to the national which is like another band i but but i was really intrigued with what you brought up i'm like we, we might be having a taylor swift ep- episode but ramona brought up in our like group chat well like oh is this like protestant hymns where it's like like familiar, it's what you're used to hearing. And like I, oh. I'm so used to listening to it be, and I have like written like singer-songwriter music where I like very simple lyrics, like simple but deep yeah. lyrics and mm-hmm. like simple guitar or like but if there's like mm-hmm. if it's too like loud, I just I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know, or I'm like, that's just a repetitive. So it's like oh. yeah. Um, what am yeah. I trying to say? I like singer songwriters, <laughs> but I also am like, oh, is this just my whiteness showing? So just like finding finding no. that space and mix within no. that. I that's where experimentation comes in because I've been listening. There's this YouTube channel called Colors on mm. YouTube, and it's just like either artists that have come out and hit it really big, or you have like these indie artists. Mm. They come on and they sing their song in front of like a colorful background. And that cool. is the premise of the recording. Cool. And sometimes you find some real good gems on there. Um, cool. Sometimes you find some some missing that aren't your style, but it's really good to kind of like experiment with different things. Um, awesome. I feel like. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm neither a fan. I'm neither a lover nor a hater of Taylor Swift. I think she's like just I, there. Uh, but I do think that she gets a lot more criticism than a lot of other people. And I think that, that, you know, she gets flack for doing certain things that all the rock stars are doing. Yeah. And like, nobody's mad at Bono for flying his private jet. Yeah. You know, like, and I don't know. I, 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 I think that she, 
captures something yeah. for so many young women mm-hmm. that that it, it's a little bit freaky. It's almost like cultish. Yeah, I would say that. I And I am a person who really doesn't go for the cults. Um, for the cult sort of following of certain musicians. Um, I love Beyonce. Am I a member of the Beehive? Um, to be determined on whether she brings out an album that I like. I'm all in for. I feel like if I tiptoe in and out to the Beehive, but I'm a lover of music. Um, I feel like with Taylor Swift, um, I kind of I don't resonate with her music. Um. I think she's very white with country. Yeah, it's like Clay Aiken white. Like and I feel like I I feel like yeah, I feel like if um one her music doesn't really resonate with me. And then two, I don't know like who Taylor Swift is as a person. I just know her as just this girl that sings songs about boyfriends. Right, right. Does it? I think she just hits that demographic of people who want to talk crap about their boyfriends, but don't have the guts to, and they'll uh-huh. sing it in a song. And okay, that if it works for her, it works for her. You know, totally lyric lyrical journaling, and it's been interesting as I like. So I've been appreciating of like I already know the song, so as I'm like doing my boring data entries, part of my job, I can like l- listen to the like music and like different lines coming out like oh, I'm like oh what a deep line is like kind of my like laughing what I've been feeling this week um or just like I haven't noticed that line before but it's also been interesting finding um her different like collaborations too or finding out like oh like mm-hmm. that person wrote that song and and I, I think wow. like I was very shocked to learn that a couple of years ago where it's like oh Lady Gaga like wrote a bunch of the songs behind a bunch of the pop stars and now she is being the pop star. So just like not, yeah. I was like, oh, musicians don't write all their own songs. Just like that, like <laughs> shock a couple of years ago where it's like, yeah. I was fully an adult, but like, was like, no musicians like are only doing their own things. And so it's like, yeah. what is a collaboration? When is it like this other person person wrote the song and I am performing it. And I'm yeah. still not sure I mean, where I am with that. I yeah. What I've been enjoying is like hearing, um, like listening to the original demo of songs that have come out where the songwriter has sold a song to a bigger artist mm. um, or where you have like what you assume to be the popular singer's voice and it turns around that there's somebody who is actually singing their music. And I love listening to that because then you look at the face of the person who comes up on the screen and you're like, oh, I realize that that doesn't sound anything like you. Um, yeah, yeah. And I've been enjoying that. And one of my favorite songwriters is B.B. Rexa. B.B. Rexa doesn't really have, like, a really big, like, superstar effect with, like, her her own music. But if you look at the stuff that she's written for other people, amazing. So I feel like I just, I feel like if I'm just experimenting, I'm listening to old school dance hall music from, like, Jamaica in the 90s. So <laughs> it's just a fun time over here. Well, let me tell you what I have been listening to lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, my sister was in town and whenever we get together, we try to find some, a documentary about someone from the eighties because we were, you know, teenagers in the eighties. And so we've watched mm-hmm. the Brooke Shields one. Oh, we've fun. watched like, what happened to them. One. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of like the yeah. backstory on them. And so the Wham documentary, I am telling oh. you people, it is so good. 
It came out oh, on I need July to watch 10th. It. All right. And, you know, you think you know the story. You know, you're, you're like, okay, you've got these two guys. They start a band and, you know, one of them gets really big. And so you're kind of imagining that there's this, yeah. like, um, bitter, you know, former band member. And it is not like that at all. Like, I'm not going to, yeah. you know, spoil it. But spoil it. it is <laughs> such a beautiful, it's a story about, like, just this fabulous, fabulous friendship. And, um, and it, it like, and George Michael was a seriously unfortunate looking teenager. Oh, (laughs) I feel feel like, (laughs) well, I feel like, um, George Michael to me, um, I don't know if he was as big as he was in England. Um, George Michael was one of those voices that like, can still play his song 30 years from now and it's still going to be good. Mm-hmm. That I listened to that song with him and Aretha Franklin. Yeah. I'm like, George, this is a well, Christian, this is a Christian is song. You, you realize Literally. like he was writing the music. He started producing. Like he was super talented, really gifted musically. I'm I'm waiting for them to bring a documentary out about Queen now for Netflix. I need one. Okay. I need a documentary about Queen because I don't feel I I have all my dating specifications. If they do not like Queen, we cannot go on a date. <laughs> all right. Serious. One of your one true uh, loves. I love that. So Queen Freddie Mercury. So good. Yes, Freddie Mercury is my baby. I love that. When I felt though he died, I was devastated. Hmm. <laughs> His vocal range is crazy. Yeah. So crazy. Yes. Like amazing. I, I just think that if I just think that if there was more done, um, obviously he died right around the AIDS the AIDS epidemic. Like if medicine was the way that it was if sorry, if medicine was a, as advanced as it was now back then, we could have still had him around, you know? And that is one of the biggest tra- tragedies, I was going to say travesties, of music. And I, I don't feel like if I've gotten those heebie-jeebies from anybody in this era, and I'm, I'm greatly suffering. I was saying that like the only person that gives me that is like Haley Williams from Paramore, and that is about okay. it. All right. Yeah, I was gonna say my like non non Taylor Swift loves um has been for a long time. Or is so Josh Ritter, who's singer songwriter, um, but just has like really lovely l- lyrics. So again, I'm showing showing my bias. Um, and I've I've gone to so many of his concerts that like when he comes to town, I feel like I'm seeing a friend. And he's like one of the <laughs> happiest performers I've ever seen. Just like super gracious and so so Josh Ritter for some like happy and deep and soulful. Yeah. Um, lyrics and then um jenny lewis is someone who i really love she used to be in a band called rilo kylie and then that broke up so if you've seen um troop beverly hills she's the little red-headed girl in it and then she okay so she was a child actor as well and then i i like so my deep love of her i like was reading up articles on her and she at one point like stopped child acting her mom took a lot of her money so stuff that's like kind of reminiscent of the um Jeanette McCurdy stuff yeah anyway and she also was like I want to be able to so and she became a singer because she's like I want to choose what I get to say I don't want other mm-hmm. one, other people telling me what to say and how to say it well, and that's so, Jeanette McCurdy like she's absolutely. like I'm gonna be a writer yes you know? yeah so yeah. just thinking about that aspect 
I'm just feeling bad because I'm like, oh, I love like watching shows. And I'm like, how many people are tortured and then like don't really want to act or like, (laughs) especially kids. Like I feel bad where I'm like, oh, can we not have. And like, I felt like back to the Jeanette book, just feeling sad that like weird roles where it's like, okay, pretend you're being killed. And for this X-Files episode, 20 kids, like this is just Mm -hmm, weird stuff. mm scream as if yeah. you're dying like i'm like why are we making yeah. kids act in these scary ways <sighs> yeah. uh. i um i was going to say that i am so sometimes sad um because my friends do not have the same music taste in me mm. i tried to convince my friends when i was in utah because panic at the disco was there and little golf Ramona with like her little Aww. all black clothes Aww. wanted to go to Panic at the Disco. And none of my friends wanted to go with me and tickets were dirt cheap. And I cried the whole Aww, night of I'm the sorry, concert. Friend. Um, so I have a friend if you who's ever... Australian. Okay. And I love the thing I love about this friend, Claire. She will go to concerts all by herself. Yeah, I've done she, that. She has been to Beyonce like three times. Like she just goes to concerts by herself. I'm like, I, I don't, it's not that I'm scared, but I just somehow feel like I have to have someone there to witness a good time. I don't know. Oh, I yeah. one time couldn't convince a friend, friends to go to a Josh Ritter show and I went by myself, ended up chatting with a stranger and like went to like a, a backstage party with the the band. Hey, so oh, I like girl. That. a testament you, you to you <laughs> going by yourself. Ramona, yeah. maybe that needs to be on our bucket list is that we need to go to a concert by ourselves at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, like I feel like the last really amazing concert that I went to was Fantasia Barino, who won American Idol back oh, in the fun. day. Mm-hmm. Her mm-hmm. concert is a spiritual experience. Mm. She comes out dressed in the night, and then somewhere along the line, her clothes start coming off. Like her shoes are halfway <laughs> across the stage. Like oh, she fun. starts to get real comfortable up to the stage. Now she's fully still. She's still fully clothed for everybody uh-huh. who's like oh yeah she's bringing her modesty or whatever she's still fully clothed but she goes through like eight different personality shifts to the show and it is so amazing that even though i went to that show maybe like 10 years ago still the best show i've ever been to mm. still my two mm. favorite concerts were sarah barella oh, oh my gosh i want to see her ingrid michelson those Ooh. those were my i think two favorite <sighs> concerts that I've, I've been to, to and I think so they were, the concerts were a little bit small so you, yeah again you kind of felt like she's my friend now mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I I have like a her on my bucket list her and Jesse J and uh, Beyonce if she just, uh, and we have to give a shout out to Rihanna oh Rihanna did Barbados. a concert here she did a concert here oh, and I went cool. to it when she was like not just coming out, but she had had enough fame that she did a whole concert here. And it was wow, that's so fun. That's awesome. Room. Oh, I'm sure there's so yeah. much love and hometown pride, home country pride. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more musician that I am laughing that I haven't fully introduced her. So um we were like, Steve and I were deci- deciding for the, the podcast, like, what should the intro music be? And he's like, one of your songs, Caroline, I re-listened because I have like have written a couple songs and they're all angsty. Ooh. And like we listened to them again on I like recorded them on SoundCloud five years ago and they're all so angsty and and like not Ooh, I was like, nah. I'm gonna hear it. So I'll share the link. 
Um, but I was like, oh, there's there's a um, I don't know where she's with church right now, but in the past was LDS Mormon Emily Brown. And she's a my favorite album of her album of hers is called Bee Eater. So the intro music that was like dun 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 dun. So her name is Emily Brown. And so I like I couldn't figure out her contact information, but knew a friend who knew her. So I was like, Colin, will you email her this? Ooh. And so then so she got back to me and I was like, Hi, can we do your intro? Can we put your music on a podcast and I'll give you a small honorarium? She's like, Okay, sure. Like happy, happy oh to support. So that was cool. a, a fun way to to help out a, an artist and me get to be a nerd and connect with a musician, I think is cool. So Emily uh, Brown, love, and she lives in California now. So. Yeah. I, I love I nerding love, out. Mm-hmm. I love when people like me really, I know that political statements are everywhere, but sometimes I feel like political statements kind of go too far when they're music that from artists that I really enjoy. Um, this week with the whole, Jason Aldean thing, it's been rough. Like seeing um people from my class posting that. Um he mentions um now I really love Jason Aldean before all this. Okay, let's get after hear about it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, a missionary introduced me to him when okay. she was on her mission. Mm-hmm. And she isn't she isn't like conservative at all. She's very free spirited flowers in the hair sort of person mm-hmm. um and she introduced me to him and a bunch of other country artists and i loved his music mm-hmm. until 2018 or should i say should I, uh, I don't think it was 2018 i think when the orange man came into power i stopped liking jason aldine uh-huh um Ugh. so i but then he puts out the video and it's basically anti-black anti-blm anti whatever he's doing talking about the capital riots all sorts of stuff then um then he mentions uh, he has a particular line in the song where he mentions something about getting out of the car or see how fast you'll go in a small town which um like that line alone has so much does me and Steve were talking about that. Um, it has so much impact on what has happened yeah. in history just with, you know, black men, black women being chased right. by cars of, yeah. of white people and eventually being lynched or beaten or whatever happened during that time. Um, and I just thought it was really insensitive to put that in your music. Yeah, to have like, more division. Right. Like what? Yeah, I'm like, what power is he hoping to get? He just and, wants to yeah. align with his fan base. Make I think. it clear. Um, yeah, instead of mm. being a good human. Yeah, Ugh. and oh. that's why I love my girl Cheryl Crow because she called him out. Oh, she was wow. like, "That is not right." So good. I love me my girl Cheryl. I haven't heard never, about Cheryl never. Crow in a while. That's awesome. Good, good for it you. Is good <laughs> yeah the divisiveness is getting i yeah it's getting rough it's too much yeah it's too much i feel like people just need a podium right now to be stupid with their opinions and if they see it glamorized in their music or whatever they're just gonna run with it and be like oh it's just a song no it's not it's just art art is powerful 
Art is very powerful. Yeah, it is. Hey. Sorry, I know we're, we're running late, long. One more show I want to talk about that I saw. Maybe you all have seen. I've only seen two episodes of it. Maybe three. Platonic on Apple uh, TV. Oh, with mm-hmm. um, Rose Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E, uh-huh. and yeah. then yeah. Seth Rogen. And so it's oh. the, the premise of the show is um, two people who aren't married to each other, like, but opposite sex are friends and like become friends again. And like, can you have an opposite sex friend? Um, and it's, yeah. So it's the first episode is kind of painful. Second, third, like get more fun, but just like it, the cringy. I'm, so I'm wondering how, yeah. could, like I watched that and like my cringeometer was like yes. off. Like, yes. I was like, I don't think I can do this. Yeah. My yeah. coworkers like keep watching it. Cause like after the first episode, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, yeah. 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 I, I can't suffer. You have to push through. Yeah. Right? I cannot suffer through a cringy, like the, the cringy 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I feel like if I need action, like, like give me action, like from uh-huh. wrong mm-hmm. one. And like, but, until like she'll finish. I'm like, I can I remember watching the first the- two episodes of Shit's Creek. Oh like, yeah, several times like, and not being able to get this? past the mayor. Yeah. Oh, and then funny! Finally, yeah. when I did, then that's, I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm." You fine. Fall in love with the characters. Yeah, yeah. I. That's that's why I just watch trashy reality television because uh-huh. I know it's going to be cringy, but it's for my entertainment. <laughs> you just that's surrender why to I, it. I watch Love Is Blind Brazil. That is why I watch all the Love yeah. Is Blind because yeah. I need to see cringe. All right, Caroline, I, I want to hear. Keep us posted on how you like platonic. Yeah. Like, cause I, so I'm laughing because I remember like back at BYU, that discussion, like can boys and girls be friends? And my like theory was like, if you don't hang out every day, then yes, you can say friends, but like it gets tricky. Cause it's like, does one person like the other person more? Yeah. Um, and my brother, well, when teased, Harry met Sally. Right. Right. Yeah. One of my, my, one of my brothers teased me, um, where it happened a couple times to me where it's like another friend turned on me like, I thought we were just friends. And they're like asking me on a date. And I was like, what? Like, I thought we were just friends. So kind of laughing, like another friend <laughs> turned on, turned on you. Um, Cause yeah, I think it is easy for like feelings to develop on one side or the other. But I also think we hypersexualize stuff in Mormondom, like where it's like, you never, Oh, here's, here's the story. Um, it was just like men, can men and women be friends at church? Mm-hmm. Like in our, in our, our church context, because I think it gets really like, no. And I'm laughing yeah. if I already shared this story, but I'll say it. Share it again. I'll share it again. We can edit it out if I already did. Yeah. Um, I used to volunteer at the Boston Temple and it was very difficult to get from the, and I would take public transit. So not, Ooh. not a great option. Um, but Ooh. it was really tricky to get from Alewife, the last stop on the red line to the temple. There's like a bus you could oh, take and then like nice. a, a five minute walk up the, the scary road. And so the frontage I, I, ride. the frontage road yeah. that they recently finally put a sidewalk in. Um, anyway, so it's very difficult to catch the bus coming back. And so I like would often ask people like, Hey, can I catch a ride with you from the temple to Alewife? So it's like a five minute mm-hmm. drive. Yeah. Um, and so one time I was like, Oh, look, there's someone like from our stake. I'll ask him if I can get a ride. So I was like, Hey, can I catch a ride with you at the end of our shift to like go from the, to Alewife? He was like, I made a promise to my wife 25 years ago that I would never be in a car with a single woman. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Like, I was like, we are temple workers right now. Your thoughts, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. What, what are you going to do? Like come out with a seat with a knife, like the killer in it? Like, oh my gosh. And so Carol, I, like, I had one of those experiences where cool. somebody called me up in the ward 
wanted to know if my husband was around because they needed a ride somewhere. And I said, well, no, he's out of town. I said, but I can do it. He's like, no, you can't. And I'm like, oh. like, what's up? He's like, well, I, I can't be alone in a, in a car with a woman. I said, well, like, are you look, the my son's around. He's, he's, he's 18. He'll come with us. He's like, are you sure he's 18? I just, I just want to spend time you. with you. I just and I'm like, then uh, find no. your own flip and ride. Like I'm no. trying to do you a solid here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So painful. I, anyway, so I feel like we need better it. gender gender dynamics yeah. at church. Yeah. yeah. No, for I, sure. I broke the rule the other day because you're not supposed to hug the missionaries and one of my friends is serving in Barbados. And I broke the rule. I was like, Good. I have we've never met in person. We've always been friends online. And he got mm. called to serve here. Ooh. And we saw each other at church for a, a steak meeting. And he was like, oh, Ramona, you're good. Hi, nice to meet you in person. Finally, he hugged all the missionaries in the hallways. Head snap around. Ooh. Good. Good. Now, the pro- slippery slope, they're now probably breaking all the mission rules now because they hugged you one Forget time. It. Throw it all away. Hugging is a gateway drug. <laughs> Hugging is a gateway drug. Slippery slope. All right. Any final <laughs> thoughts before we wrap up tonight? Barbie movie. Yeah, Has anyone seen it yet? When no, does it, comes does out, it come out? It comes tomorrow? out Friday. So tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow. I've got or, or tomorrow. I ca- I have tickets tomorrow. I'm going. Cool, fun. I'm I'm looking forward uh, to going. I don't have tickets. Yeah. But also, Heather, I saw yeah. uh, pictures on Facebook that you went to some Barbie thing. So we might need to have a Barbie episode. Yeah, I would like to have a Barbie. Episode. Let's do it. Okay. okay. All right, Anna, Heather. So good chatting. Have a good